NPR. It's been 110 years since the birth of the Federal Reserve, but even after all those years, it is still out here inventing new things, keeping us all young. Yes, the fountain of youth. After the Silicon Valley bank collapse, the Fed created a new Band-Aid for banks. It's called the Bank Term Funding Program. The Bank Term Funding Program is this new way for banks to borrow from the Fed. And it's extraordinary because compared to the usual way the Fed helps out troubled banks, it is much more generous and it exposes the government to more risk. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Mary Childs. Today on the show, the Bank Term Funding Program. What it is, how it works, and how taxpayers might now be on the hook for banks' bad investments. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveRight, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR. The Fed is the bank for banks. That's why it was set up. And it's why it will lend to banks in a panic when nobody else will. There is one way that it usually does this, called the discount window. That's the Fed's normal Band-Aid for when banks start bleeding. And what's key to the discount window, and what we'll talk a lot about on today's show, is collateral. So you can think of the discount window as kind of like a very nice pawn shop that lends to you in hard times. You know, you go and give it some collateral, like some nice gold rings from your grandmother. Oh, not your grandmother's gold rings. I know. Well, it's, it's hard times, Darian, okay? You do what okay. you have and to. You, and you've got to give it back, right? you gotta, you got to pay them right. back eventually. Right. We're good for the money. We just we okay. have to go bet on this basketball game, win, and then <laughs> come back and get the rings. So, okay. <laughs> so the pawn shop gives you the cash. You know, not quite as much as those gold rings are worth on the market. There will be a discount, but you get the cash, and so you can, you know, as a bank, go meet with Withdrawals. But if the bank fails, the Fed, the pawn shop, has those gold rings and can go sell those and get its money back. And in this case, that would be things like treasury bonds, you know, other government bonds, very high quality corporate bonds. And the Fed can sell those bonds and recoup its money. And Mary, you did an excellent episode for Planet Money on the discount window. Thank you. I really loved doing that episode. And in the course of reporting on it, I learned a lot about the new lending program the Fed has made to deal with this particular banking freakout, the Bank Term Funding Program. And it's actually a lot more radical than the discount window and possibly a lot riskier. Right. So let's go through what's different about the Bank Term Funding Program. There are a few differences, but the big thing that's got everyone excited is that it values your collateral differently. Instead of valuing your gold rings at the market price, like maybe they're worth less now because the market doesn't like them as much as it used to, instead, this program essentially values them at what you paid for them. Right. So let's do a simple example. Darian, you're the bank and I get to be the Fed. Okay, I'm Woods Bank. And you're having a bad day. People are losing trust in Woods Bank. (laughs) I mean, it happens. It's true. I have no experience in banking. Maybe that's why. I mean, why did you say that on the radio? Okay, so it's not going to help your cause. It's not. So I need you to bring collateral to me. 
Okay, so I've got these bonds that I bought a few years ago, um, you know, and they promised to pay $100. That's great, Darian, and I'm really happy for you. But in the years since you bought those bonds, interest rates have gone up. And that reduces the value of those bonds that you're holding. They are actually only worth $80 now. That's kind of unfortunate. But, you know, I really would love to use the Fed's bank term funding program. I'm desperate. Well, you can, because I just made it just for you. And have I got a deal for you. Okay. I, the Fed, I will take your bond, which is worth $80 in the market. And you will, I don't know, lend me some money back? Um, uh, maybe 60 70 Maybe even the full 80? Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking about the old Fed. I'm a cool Fed. And I will lend you $100. Because, you know, in 10 years, that bond's going to pay $100. What do I care? I will still charge you some interest, but it will be small, just like with the discount window offer. Don't worry. I'm speechless, Mary. Uh, This is a pretty good deal. It's an amazing deal. Listen, it's a great deal, Darian. I got you. Okay, well, things are looking up for Woods Bank, but this is kind of a wildly different deal than the Fed normally makes, according to Amirtosh Pernanandam. Uh, he is a professor of finance at the University of Michigan. So a part of that funding that you got is not completely secured. Is this really exciting for someone in your position? I think this is one of the first times that the Fed has come up with a program that is effectively a little bit unsecured. Unsecured, meaning not totally secured by the collateral, as in not covered. The Fed is exposed if I, the bank, default and I can't pay them back the money. The Fed could sell that bond and be down 20 bucks just because the market value right now is just 80. Or, you know, they could hold on to it until it matures if they really wanted to get that full $100 back. You will get the face value at the time of maturity. Right. So but still, that doesn't make it whole to the taxpayers because there is an opportunity cost, an opportunity cost, because the true cost of anything really isn't just what you pay and how much it pays out in the end. You also need to think about what else you could be doing with that money. You are really not winning by overpaying for an $80 treasury bond and holding on to it until it matures at $100 in, I don't know, 10 years time. Because in the meantime, you could have spent that money on something that would have made even more money. I mean, you could have bought the same bond for $80 for one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could have. And you would have made more money on that. It, it makes right. no sense. That would have been a great trade compared to the one that you're doing. Or for like an example, if you're the government, you could have, I don't know, lowered taxes or you could have spent it on education or highway maintenance, things that potentially had a better return on investment. That is the real cost. That costs you a lot. The notion of opportunity cost is the most important concept in finance. But like, I'm not paying for an opportunity cost, right? It's just like I could have done better, right? It's like a theoretical thing, right? No. That is a subsidy that the taxpayers are providing to the banks. As of last Wednesday, banks were borrowing $79 billion from the Bank Term Funding Program. And the opportunity cost will be a share of that. We won't know exactly what it is because we don't know whether any banks are going to default in the future. But even if they don't, the banks are still getting subsidies because the Fed is lending to them, pretending like their collateral is worth more than it is and giving them a really cheap interest rate considering all the risks involved. That is a great deal for the banks in rocky economic times. Whenever we give them money in bad times and recover it in good times, just paying that money back 
does not mean that they did not walk away with subsidy. And maybe this was the right move for the Fed. Maybe the usual Fed tools wouldn't have worked to calm the markets after Silicon Valley banks collapse. But it is worth pointing out that this new banking band-aid has a new structure and a new kind of cost and risk. The show is produced by Corey Bridges and engineered by Robert Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Viet Le is our senior producer, and Kate Kincannon edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Employees are the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers group dental, vision, life, and disability plans designed to protect them. Exceptional service, broad networks, and modern benefits. That's the power of human care. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.